Hello, and welcome back to the spoiler cast. The show where we talk about uh, 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 movies, and we don't care about <laughs> spoiling them because it's uh, it's the spoiler cast. <laughs> and uh, with me, as always, is my sister and trusted co-host uh, Rebecca. Hello, hello. And in today's episode, we are talking about another horror movie. Oh no surprise, way! Surprise, 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 surprise! It's uh, John Carpenter's The Fog. Um, yes. Uh, which is which is kind of on 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 point for uh, for for the Halloween season because I we haven't we haven't told uh, the audience yet but we're doing a little project for Halloween um, where we are recording commentary tracks for all eleven uh, Halloween movies that have been released so far. Well, um, not we, we have... only. We have other guests as well. Uh, yes, it's it's gonna be me on some of them. Me and Rebecca have recorded one so far, and we're gonna have some other guests on. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and do all eleven, not yeah. not including Halloween Kills, because we don't have that yet in Sweden. So um, we might be able to do a episode on it, but not a commentary. Sure, but not a commentary track. But either way, if you wanna if you wanna check out all those episodes, they will be available all at once um, in the end of October, just before. The actual Halloween Eve, um, All Hallows so, Eve. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you can you can listen to it and watch the movies uh, that weekend. Um, they're available on Patreon. Uh, so for only three bucks a month, you get all those commentary tracks, incl- and including all the other commentary tracks we have recorded and will record in the future, and also including the um, exclusive episodes of this podcast and early access to my other podcast, uh, Madness in the Method, the and Nicholas Cage podcast. probably other fun things. Oh yes, There's I am uh, uploading <laughs> I am uploading as we speak. Well, after this, after we speak, I am <laughs> uploading a, a uncut video where I talk about Halloween 2018. Right. Uh, the edited version will go up on on um, YouTube. But if you oh, for only 3 bucks a month, uh, you will get the uncut video. It's more of a rant-style video yeah. than an edited video. Anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about the 1981? No, 1980 no, horror movie, horror chiller, The Fog, yes. written and directed by John Carpenter, but also written by Deborah Hill. Yes. Um, it is... Um, uh, it, it, it's it's the movie he made immediately after Halloween, because uh, he made Halloween in 1978, and this he started shooting in 1979, and it was uh, part of a, a, a two-movie deal with Avco Films. It was this and Escape from New York, right. which he shot almost almost back-to-back. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story of a, a little coastal town in northern california i believe i think so yes yeah called uh well san antonio bay or spivey point uh, i'm guessing I'm sure the city's called san antonio bay and then spivey point is just a specific the area. point perhaps? yeah i suppose yeah um where on the on the on the eve of the 100 year celebration of the of the town san antonio bay um a, a, a mysterious fog rolls in and something something is in the fog 
And it, we won't say more yeah. about the plot because <laughs> we don't want to spoil it. Well, <laughs> well, we will we'll get, get into, into spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say this was the first time you watched it, but you just told me before we started uh, recording that you actually did see this before. Yes. Well, I did watch it today, of course, oh, sure, to remember yeah. everything, because I, I believe it was a couple of years ago or so. One At summer least. when I, you were. I haven't, I haven't seen this in a while. You were house sitting for our parents, and uh, we watched a bunch of movies that summer. This one was one of them. Sure. Yeah, but it must have been a while ago because I don't. I haven't seen this in a long time. Eh, a few years, a couple of years, three years maybe. I don't know. Yeah, something like oh, sure, that. Sure. Um, and but as you were watching it, did you remember any of it, or was it just, oh wait, I have seen this? No, I think I remember bits and pieces. I didn't okay. remember the whole founding fathers and the um, the leprosy colony or whatever it was. Sure, no. Yeah, yeah. I, Strange I've, I've seen this multiple times, <laughs> and I, I didn't remember that uh, in, in rewatching it. <laughs> but I did remember um, the the ship, the, the modern ship, the seagrass, what was it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the seagrass, yeah. And the crew, and they're oh, okay. disappearing. But, uh, so, so you, you didn't really have an opinion on, I mean, you had seen it, but you didn't remember seeing it. So maybe, did you have an opinion on it before watching it this time? I don't remember. No. <laughs> well, I can ask you then, what did you think this time? It was actually quite all right. It wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. and it, But it wasn't as bad as I was kind of worried it might be, <laughs> okay. to be honest. Because it's just like a killing fog. Come on, that sounds kind of weird. Well, there are ghosts in the fog. Yes. Uh, very, very... Um, uh, f- physical ghosts yes. that actually like stab and kill people, but but um, sure, it's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a killer fog, and it's a, it's a, it's a John Carpenter movie, so they're gonna move very slowly. Yeah, they move just like <laughs> fog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, and also I I I rewatched it a couple of times in preparation for this, um, and then just before we started recording, I was watching it with a commentary track. Um, Bad time management. So only I only managed <laughs> to watch the first hour with with the, uh, the commentary track. But still, I mean, it's only um, an hour thirty almost twenty five. I think yeah, yeah, something like that. So I saw the most part with the commentary track, um, and it's kind of funny because he point he points out something. Uh, the commentary track was uh, recorded in nineteen ninety five because he mentions he is uh, ju- he just finished filming um, the, um uh, what's it called. Village of the Damned, the one with little kids. I think it's Village uh, of the Damned, something yeah. like that. He made a, re- a remake of that in the mid nineties, um, and he mentions that when this movie was made, and this and Halloween, they were almost critiqued for making too scary. The movies they were making were too scary, and he says oh. as the as they're watching it in ninety five. That's in nineteen ninety five. Um, he's like, but they feel kind of quaint. Uh, watching it now, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Watching it in 2020, it's not really scary anymore. No, I can um, see that it was back then. Oh, sure. And I, I still think there are a couple of scenes that are creepy. Sure. But I mean, overall, it's it's not scary. <laughs> no, no, because we're used um, to like bigger, badder monsters and more blood and killing and gore and just yeah, everything being bigger. <laughs> That's another thing he mentioned that they actually went back and reshot some stuff or or shot extra stuff more 
because because they realized when the movie was was finished that they didn't have enough like gore, so they went back and shot more gore. And I was like, "What do you mean gore? There's where, not a single drop of blood in the movie." Where did they put that gore? I mean, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. She gets no, that's not her. That's the radio lady. What's her name? Yeah, Adrian uh, Barbeau. Yeah, she gets stabbed. I she gets stabbed in the in the shoulder. That's yeah, one thing but, in the end. Yeah, you have you have a couple of scenes. You have the 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 crew of the seagrass when they when they get attacked, um, um a, one of the guys are impaled by a sword twice. Oh, that's true. That's true. The other guy is is chopped with those uh, big uh, uh, hooks, though, like meat hooks. Yeah. Um, and then the the younger guy inside the boat gets his eyes poked out with a some sort of pick something something. I don't know. Um, but we never see any blood. But that's what they considered gore, because that was stuff they reshot. That oh. wasn't even in the original movie. Huh? It was just supposed to be the fog rolling in, and then, um, and then they found them to later them being gone. Yeah, which I could appreciate that as well, making sure. it more mysterious. But I also like the fact that we see the ghost—not uh, pirates, but ghosts. Uh, yeah, ghosts in yeah. the in the fog. Because um, a lot of that was not supposed to be seen. <laughs> huh. That was that was the stuff they went back and shot extra. I mean, as the first scene where we see the go- where like something happens with the fog, it would have been slightly cooler probably to have it be more mysterious and not show us the 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 monsters or the ghosts. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I agree with that. Because we have that scene um, when Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, what's his name Nick. Um, Tom well, Atkins. The characters, yeah, Tom Atkins. The character's name is Nick Castle. When they're hanging out at his place, I'm guessing, and uh, yeah, they the ghosts come knocking. Yeah, that's kind of oh, like because yeah. we see the silhouette, we don't see them. It's like ooh, I like that scene that. in particular though is one that I I I laugh at every time because you see that you see the silhouette of someone standing outside the door, but when when Tom Atkins goes. To open the door, he like he's supposed to like woo, uh, slowly walk into the shadow, but he just he just he kind of wags yeah. back like <laughs> out of frame. It just looks like it looks very un unintimidating. Well, maybe the costume was a bit stiff. Well, it's um it's actually most of the most of the ghosts are just uh, like grips and and extra personnel dressed in black. Oh. Well, except for the <laughs> fact when you see them. Oh, sure. When you actually see be... them, yeah, there's makeup effects and stuff on yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the movie opens, the first first act, really, um, is, um, is is that, that, that first night where you have the old the old uh, fisherman telling the story the go- the ghost story to the kids around the campfire yes um and then you have the fog rolling in killing the the crew on the seagrass mm-hmm. and the town sort of um, as as uh, what's her name Nancy Loomis says later coming undone yeah the the one of the 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 younger woman who helps the the old lady Janet Lee yeah. with, with the preparations for the the celebration she mentions that every every the, the the nothing nothing has happened for years, and then one night everything comes undone. Yeah, because she mentioned that like her car alarm went off. Uh, yeah. The old little lady says that her dog freaked out. People Started are talking barking. about like um, windows being broken and yeah. people disappearing. 
Yeah, we we see that there's almost like an earthquake in in the um in the grocery store. Yeah, um, and all the electricity see. just kind of flickers off, off and on, and then I mean, on the gas again. Yeah, it turns yeah, that's on. True. Um, and yeah, um, a bunch of people's Atkins, TVs. Yeah, you see that Sparkle. as well. Sparkle. <laughs> no, what's the yeah, word? And, and, and when. Uh, when windows when the the windows on Tom Atkins' car are blown out, yes, when he, when he, he picks, picks up, up the hitchhiking, um, oh, it's almost a Laurie Strode. What's her name? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of there's something going on, and that's before we have uh, uh, heard what what uh, what the priest found in the book. Yeah, that happens not- right after all of that. We get to see the priest finding the book. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, it's everything's happening because you know it's on the dot one hundred years ago since the ship sunk outside the yes. outside Spivey Point, and they disappeared in the fog. Um, when he finds a, a a diary of his great grandfather or grandfather, great grandfather, I think, I think great grandfather, who was also uh, a priest, um, in that in that town. And uh, that 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 church kind of becomes a hub of the movie later because you have a lot of scenes with the priest reading from that book and everyone um, uh, uh, joining up. Yeah, yeah they the they all take refuge up, in, in the in yeah the, barricading the themselves in there. Which is kind of ironic. Well, I guess we'll get to that a little later because the ghosts are all really heading towards the church. Yeah. If they were hiding anywhere else, they wouldn't have had to worry about the ghosts and too you, much. Probably not. But yeah, we should also mention that then that there is a a priest in the town in the in the in the town's church, um, uh, who who finds a journal hidden in the walls. Um, the wall kind of breaks off, and hidden inside yeah. the wall is is the the journal. Um, and we also in that scene get a cameo from the director. He is the um, I don't know assistant. He's not a real altar boy. He's too old is to be he an altar the boy. young guy who's like cleaning up? Yeah, he's and turning asks off for all his the money. lights. And, yeah, like, can I get paid now, Father? And he's like, uh, you know what? Uh, take the uh, show up take, two hours later. Sh- yeah, take 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 some time off tomorrow. Uh, that's that's like, John Carpenter. Oh, okay. <laughs> like um, that's gonna help. Can I get paid? No, but yeah. you can start two hours later tomorrow. Is that fine? Oh, thanks. So yeah, I'm that make less money this month. Yes, pays my rent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can't argue with yeah. priest, though, can you? No, not really. So he just says, "Oh, okay, goodbye." <laughs> um, but yeah, then then the the night is over. Uh, uh, Tom Atkins and and um, uh, oh my god, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. I cannot remember names when we do these episodes. <laughs> um, they shack up, even though she was supposed to continue on to yeah, Canada to Vancouver, but she's just like, ah, Tom she- Atkins is. A five out of ten. I guess I'll jump his bones. She must have found him attractive at first. I was like, do they know each other? But then, as the conversation kept going, it's like, okay, and they don't. No, they don't. Because when no. she hopped in the car, it's like maybe this is just like a fun thing they pretend sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> no, they don't know each. She's from. She's from San Francisco. She's yeah. never been there. Um, no, I, I understood that later on when the con- conversation <laughs> yeah. continued. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Tom Atkins works, he owns the boats or works with the boats, one of them being the seagrass. He was supposed to meet up with them at like 8.30 or something when they yeah. came back. 
But they didn't uh, come back. They didn't come back, of course. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so they, they head out to sea to find the boat. And at the same time, um, you have the preparations for for the, the, the celebration. You have Janet Lee, who is uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's real mother. Oh. Real life mother. And also the star of, uh, of Psycho. Well, not really. Star. She's the woman who gets killed in the shower, in the, in the infamous or oh. famous, I guess, uh, shower scene. Is that her? Um, yeah, that's Janet Lee. Cool. Uh, yeah. Kind of unceremoniously in this movie. Um, and e- even though she's a, like a huge like horror movie like legend because of, of, of Psycho. But I don't I don't think she was like mentioned too much in in like uh, promos and stuff. Maybe she was. I haven't I haven't watched too much of it. Either way, um, her and uh, Nancy Loomis, who played Annie Brackett in Halloween. There's a lot of uh, rec- uh, returning cast from other mo- from other um, uh, John Carpenter movies in this. Um, Nan- Nancy Loomis and 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 um, Janet Lee are preparing the the, the festivities. And they are heading up to the church. To, I didn't to find her at first when you said Nancy Loomis. She's she's listed as Nancy Keys nowadays. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was known as Nancy Loomis back then. Yeah. Um, she got married, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so they head up towards the the church because uh, they want to. They want the, the 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 priest to give the processions or whatever. Something. Read something from the Bible. I don't know church stuff. They're the <laughs> church-going people. They want the priest to be there. Yeah, um, but then he, of course, reveals uh, the the hidden history of, of of San Antonio Bay when he reads from the journal of his great grandfather. Yes, because the the story goes that um, uh, a, sh- a ship was lost outside of Spivey Point because of the fog one hundred years ago. Um, and that the the ship carried like gold doubloons, Spanish gold doubloons, and that that was used to to like uh, build the town basically because yeah. they found they found the money on the shore and in the ship, and they used that to build the town. That's why San Antonio Bay is quite a nice little town, coastal town. But as they found find out when he reads from the journal, um, it's actually uh, it was actually. Uh, payment. It was payment from a a, a, a a rich man who wanted to build a leper colony um, just a few, like a mile away from from where the settlement was. Before it was a town, it was a settlement. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the priest, Father Malone, and and five other conspirators whose name we never get. Well, we know they're related to some people in town still. Yes, they 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 are related to some people in town, but we never get their names. But we know that that the priest, Father Malone, was involved because he's the one writing the journal. Yeah. Um. They decide to uh because uh, they don't they they want the money, but they don't want a bunch of lepers hanging out so close to their settlement. So they uh, they decide like yes yes uh, uh head in uh, head into let's say um. They, they they fool they fool the, the lepers on the ship to actually crash their ship with a with a fake oh, fake yeah. uh, lighthouse they just make a fire on the beach so they crash they they uh, they run ashore and 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 the ship sinks yes kill, killing all the lepers and uh, then they retrieve the gold and use that to build the town yeah and that's what kind of puts the curse on the town because now 100 years later 
those those lepers wa- want they want their revenge. At least their gold back. Yeah, uh, or at least their gold back. Well, we do get um, uh, uh, Adrian Barbeau's uh, son finds a piece of driftwood on on the beach. Yes, which has part of the ship's name on it's it's something Dane. Dane, Dane right? No, Dame uh, Elizabeth. Dame Elizabeth or Elizabeth Dane? No, Elizabeth Dane. Elizabeth Dane, Dane. Okay, yeah. Um, and she, for some, and, and he, that, that's the start of second act. Because after, after the, the night when the seagrass crew is killed and uh, everything seems to go, go wrong in the town, we cut to the morning after, the morning of the April 21st, the, the actual day when it happened. Um, and it starts with uh, Adrian Barbeau's son finding a piece of driftwood that says Dane on it. And he says um, it, it looked like gold at first, but then it yeah. turned into wood. It was a gold coin that turned into a piece of wood. And um, she works as the, the local radio DJ. She has a, ra- a little radio station set up in, um, in an the old lighthouse. lighthouse. I mean, technically the lighthouse is working, but not, not the old stuff. where Because she, she sits where the light is supposed to be. Yeah, um, but it's updated. Yes. Um, so she... She she heads off to work. This is while everything else is going on. Um, uh, Tom Atkins and um, oh my god, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank you. Jamie Lee Curtis heads out to sea to find the seagrass, and Janet Lee and Nancy Loomis heads up to the church to talk to the priest. Yeah, preparation. Um, at the same time, yes. At the same time, she is going up to the radio station because she has the she has the like late night show. Um, yeah, like. Like from six to six p.m. to one p.m., she she sends jazz radio, the smooth tones of jazz. Yes, um, she keeps you know all the people working late company. Yeah, 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 and I I love that that that's kind of a like a uh, like a narrative framework that they have. Um, that that she she because she is basically up in that lighthouse. Uh, broadcasting throughout the entire movie, yeah, uh, and she, 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 like, she's the connecting, connecting people, like, sending out messages to the police, sending out messages to to Tom Atkins and and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my God! <laughs> um, I mean, she even sends out in the initial message to the seagrass that there's a fog coming. You should look yes, out for exactly, that one. Cause she, she, of course, has. Uh, uh, she is connected to the weather, weather, weather people. Yeah. Um, because of radio, um, and I, I, I just love it's this rom- it's, it's almost romanticized uh, vision of of a little a little radio station um, with 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 a with one person just playing playing old jazz records and talking real smooth. Oh yes, yeah, the, the kind of <laughs> uh, that kind of radio don't exist anymore, and I, I no. miss that. Like you, when remember maybe you you used to sleep maybe, but when we would like. Um, go on, go on road trips to meet our our grandma and grandpa down down way down south in Sweden. Yeah, they were like eight hour uh, eight hour car rides, and mm-hmm. sometimes we drove during the night. Not we, our our dad mostly. Our yeah. mom. <laughs> um, and they used to play stuff like that, like people talking real quiet, real smooth. No, I do remember that. Yeah, and then playing like easy listening music. Yeah. Um, Instead of what we have most of the days today, people just shouting and being loud and like, hey, yeah, happy and things, I mean, woo! 
Radio is barely... I mean, radio still exists, but, I mean, I don't listen. I haven't listened to radio no. in years. Now it's all podcasts. True, but th- you still have a few Swedish radio stations being... Oh, sure, yes. ...the same old thing as they've been for the last 15 years, basically. Yeah. So if you would st- if you would stay up all night, you could probably hear something similar to this today. Oh, yeah. Specifically um, on, like... Um, uh, yeah, what's we, it called? We have the the state run radio uh, radio channels. Uh, yeah. SR, uh, SR no, one, two, and three. And also four, the one the the coast. Uh, what's it called? Oh right, uh, they're like yeah, the little local stations uh, along the coast. We have a lot of uh, yeah, we have radio, archipelago yeah. radio. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That one usually plays later at night. At least it plays a bit softer music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I really like that, and I I I, I nurtured uh, a dream of of being a radio DJ and doing stuff like that when I was younger. But then oh, yeah. radio radio kind of changed, died. So it's like <laughs> nah, not radio. That's why we do podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, one thing though, um, that then that this that's the first problem with the movie for me. Uh, it's 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 a little nitpick, but but still, I gotta I gotta mention it. She takes that piece of driftwood with yes. her to the radio station. Yes. There's no reason for her to do it other than she needs to have that piece of driftwood up there because that's the first warning sign that something's wrong when it when it uh, just bursts into flame out of nowhere and uh, the the message on the the the, the wood because it says Dane uh, of course Elizabeth Dane but we don't see the whole name but that changes to six must die. Oh, yeah. As sort of an omen, and that's when she starts thinking like something's wrong here, but I, and she I connects the fog she, to that. Doesn't she bring it along because she wants to ask the guy who keeps calling her about it? She doesn't. She doesn't mention that driftwood. Yeah, she um, does. Yeah, that's because yeah, because it's it it was uh, it it um it spontaneously yeah, combusted. I guess, but um, maybe she was going to anyways. We don't know that. Well, yeah, but that, that's that's not hinted at in the movie. So just like, oh, uh, hi, mom, I found this piece of driftwood. Oh, that's very nice, a piece of wet wood. Thanks. I'll bring this to work. It was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I yeah, that's a I, bit I, strange. I, it's a bit strange. Um, and we'll 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 get to some more some more strange stuff uh <laughs> later in the movie. Um, but yes, uh. uh the priest, the priest, going back to him, him reading the book, because um, that that is like before, before, before nightfall, because it's April, so it gets dark pretty quickly. Um, yeah, specifically there for some reason. Yeah, he mentioned that the, this this town is cursed. We're 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 gonna we can't celebrate murders, murderers. Um, and Janet Lee's like, well, it's too late now. We gotta Everything's do it. Everything's settled. Yeah. So they all they all start with the celebrations. Isn't um, that also when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and um, no, I don't remember his name, uh, Tom Atkins, Tom Atkins uh, find the boat? Yes, they, that's the same time they find the boat, um, and everything is like the 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 engine is flooded. Um, yeah, everything it looks is like rusted. It looks like, like the boat's been, been for years on the bottom of the sea for years or something. Yeah, and the guy, the one guy they find, he looks like he's actually been underwater for months. Yeah, yeah. So two two of the guys are just gone. Yes, and the one left looks like he's been yeah at the bottom of the ocean for for a couple of months. But he's only been missing for like half a day. Yeah, or something. Yeah, basically, yeah, half a yeah. day. 
So they 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 bring him back and 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 um, uh, because because of because of what Adrian Barbeau's character I forget what her name is in the movie. Stacy uh, Nancy Stevie Nancy? Stevie Stevie Wayne's. Oh. Wayne. Wayne. I was, I was going to say Wynn, but that's that's the producer for Good Mythical Morning, Stevie Wynn. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, she she starts connecting the fog to the disappearance because she she hear uh, over the uh, over the Coast Guard uh, 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 radio channels that they have found the seagrass, but that the crew is missing. Yeah. So she she starts making like connections because they were in the fog, um, and that was the same time that stuff started happening in the town. Also, the guy on the phone mentioned after she reported on the fog to the seagrass that, oh, well, you you lied. It's actually going another way now. And then she's like, yes, but the, the wind, wind was blowing that way. The How wind was the blowing fog east and moving? the fog was moving west or something like that. How is the fog moving against the wind? Yeah. She and then, starts saying like, uh, maybe you should stay away from the fog. And then Tom Atkins hears this and he he he, uh, he calls the radio station Um to to mention that we f- we found uh, we found one of the crewmen and uh, he he looked like he had been uh, yeah submerged for months and some- yeah. something's wrong and they start they start putting things together yes um, stay away from ma- the fog. Ma- mainly that the fog is dangerous they don't well, know yeah, what they it just is, need but... to, they just know that you should stay away from the fog yeah so um, I think they even yeah. say something's in the fog killing mm-hmm. people yeah so they go. As night falls and the 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 um, the celebrations start, um, all, the, 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 all the townspeople are just on that little town square. Most they, of them, at least. Yeah, they they mention what name it, it has yeah, a name. Whatever. I don't remember. But the rest where they of have them, the the new statue of the ship Elizabeth Thane. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but then Tom Atkins and 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 Jamie Lee Curtis and Adrian Barbeau. And everyone like involved in the story, Janet Lee and, and Nancy Loomis, they, they, they realize that something's wrong. So they all they first they they, they have to go and get um uh, Adrian Barbeau's son. Yes, because she notices that the fog is moving towards her house and the old lady and who's watching her son won't be able to protect him. Yeah. So uh, Tom Atkins uh, sa- saves saves the son while the ghosts get the old lady, Mrs. Colbert's. Yes. Um, and then they all they all converge on the church. Yes. And uh, they're like, "Whoa, we need to." And then it's, it's kind of funny because after that, we don't see any more of of the townspeople. No, I think the last the thing we see is when uh, Nan. What was her name? Nancy, Kathy, Janet Lee. Janet Lee, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Williams. Um, She's like doing her last thing, and then the power dies, and they're like, "Well, it's fine. We're just gonna do the candle thing now, anyways. We don't need yeah. power. Just send people a ca- on." A candlelight procession. Yeah. To, so they they do that, and then they leave, and they go for the church, um, because they 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 know what happened in in the town. Yes. Because they they heard it earlier from the priest, so they go up there. Um, Tom Atkins drives up there because it's the only safe place. Adrian Barbeau says. I guess maybe it's like the it's highest, most inland point in the and town? highest point. I think. Um, so they all go there, but from from all accounts, the ghosts only attack the church. We don't see them attack anywhere else in the town. Well, they did attack the old lady where her kid yeah, was. Yeah, but that was because they came in because that house is right on the beach. So that's True. where they came from. 
True. And the the only the only time we see them in the town is when they shut down the the uh, the electricity. They they destroy the generator with the with the mist or the fog. I guess. Um, other than that, they just attack the people in the church. <laughs> well, sh- she is saying on the radio, like, the fog is moving whatever direction. Drive that way if you're yeah. in this in the city yeah, or there in are town. Some, there are some shots when you they have, like, a fog machine in, in the town. You, you yeah. can't see it. But you don't see any people or anything. No. But, that's mostly for budgetary reasons, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they get to the to the uh, to the church, and uh, the priest is he is he's completely he's drunk. He's like yeah, he's drunk. Uh, first of all, drunk because that's the first thing we see him do in the movie. He uncorks a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, he's he's and drinking. And Jenny mentions that the when movie. they go up to meet him the first time, that ho- pray that he's not into his cups. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's like, "Oh, we deserve this. Uh, we did this to ourselves." Oh. Um, and then he realizes that all the gold from the from the uh, no, he continues to read, and it says that oh, right. I've hidden the gold in the church. Our sins yeah. are in the walls, or something. Yeah, and he realizes there is a huge, huge golden cross, like solid gold cross. So he picks it up and he he says the the main ghost's name. I don't remember Bellum his name or something. No, I don't Bailey? remember. I don't remember. Either way, I have your gold. Take your gold. Um, and he he takes the gold from him. Tom Atkins. Blake. Blake. Yes. Edward Blake. Blake Edward. It's just this Blake. Just Blake. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, as he grabs the gold. He disappears. Well, the gold yeah. starts burning, and then yeah, he the gold dies starts glowing. And disappears. <laughs> yeah, and he disappears with with the gold. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone who is being attacked by the ghost because it's, atta- it's no, attacking. No, wait, he doesn't disappear, does he? Not the priest, but the ghost does. Oh yeah, I thought you meant because Tom priest. Atkins grabs the priest, right, and pulls, pulls him back. away from the from the cross, and that's when the ghost and the cross disappears. Right. Yeah. And everything just turns back to normal. It seems. It seems, yes. It's still um, night time, so you don't know. Maybe something happened. Sure, sure. Um, but everyone's fine. And and at the same time, the, a couple of ghosts have been attacking the radio station. Yes. Um, so Adrian Barbeau has climbed all the way up on, onto the roof of the lighthouse. Um, so and stupid. he's trying to, uh, to fend off two, two of the ghosts. Again, very um, physical managed, ghosts who stab yeah, very, her. <laughs> yeah, they stab her in the in the shoulder with a yeah. meat hook, and she manages to grab one of the ghosts' weapons. I, well, she I didn't gets think the hook from herself. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't think you could just grab a ghost like that. Whatever, whatever. Uh, if it can physically hurt you, you can probably physically grab it. I suppose. I suppose. It's at least a weapon. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know and, how ghosts work. Okay. No, sure, sure, sure. And we've mentioned that before. There yes. are different logics for different ghosts in different movies. Yes. Anyway. So, but as as he grabs the gold, all the ghosts disappear. So they're all yeah. they're all safe. Um It's like they've and, gotten what they wanted and then yes, they leave. Of course, like ghosts usually do. They have they have a certain goal with why why they're returning or why they're haunting a place. Yes. Um and Adrian Barbeau um uh, Sends out because she she the radio kept going because she had a a backup generator in the lighthouse. So yeah, she mentions that if we if we what is it if we don't wake up 
tomorrow maybe this was all a dream or something something like that yeah something like that like ooh ominous message that they might come back one day and then which you do have like a almost post credit scene but it's technically not because it's po- not before the credits but it feels yeah. like a post credit scene yeah if it was done today it would have been like a yes. mid credit or post credit scene because we cut back to the church everyone's fine everyone has gone home yeah um, and the the priest is walking around like, why, why did they only take five? Why didn't they take me? Since he is the the ancestor of the the co- the main conspirator. Yeah. And then you see all the ghosts. They're back in the in the church, and the the main ghost Blake draws his sword and cuts the priest's head off. Cut to With black. The nastiest sound ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then then credits roll. Yeah. Um. And I, I gotta say, before I used to say this was one of my favorite Carpenter movies. I'm not a big fan of Carpenter. He's like he is a legendary director, but I've I've talked about this before. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, and I've even made a video about this, which you can check out uh, on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right here on YouTube. Right, yeah, right. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'll it'll pop up on the screen, I suppose. Um, but if you're just listening to this, check check out the YouTube channel. There are links everywhere. Um, where I talk about that, John Carpenter's really only like he's he became a legend based off of two movies, really, maybe three. You have Halloween, which is heralded as one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Yes. You have The Thing, which is heralded as one of the greatest horror movies slash thrillers of all time. <laughs> yes. And then you have um, uh, Escape from New York, which is considered a cult classic. And, right. And then there are some other some other movies. People would argue that like Assault on Precinct 13 and The Fog are counted as cult classics. But other than that, he is mostly made like mediocre stuff. Um, especially the stuff he himself wrote. Um, well, I'm looking and, at things that he directed. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, he did Big Trouble in Little China. Don't you like that one? I, I do like that one. But it's like, objectively, it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I do I do like it because of all the, the stuff that goes on in it. So, sure, yeah. I do like that one. But I mean, then you have movies like vampires uh, ghosts of mars uh his like last movie the ward is terrible um what else his his first i think his first movie dark star is really bad um there's yeah, there's, there's there's so much stuff and i and i am not a fan of escape from new york i think that is a bad movie i can understand that it has a cult status but it's for me not to his like uh, it's to his detriment as a filmmaker i think that movie and then of course the the sequel to that escape from la which is just horrific i mean it is downright awful i've seen um, one of them i'm guessing i've seen escape from new york uh cuz you pro- it's you 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 must have shown it to me so probably, it, you probably showed me the first it's, one <laughs> like it's the one i own yeah, yeah. I, I i have seen the escape from la I, mean, I know me and my dad or our dad <laughs> well my Ooh. dad but um <laughs> yeah he's my dad but he's your dad as well our yes. dad 
Uh, we rented it back in like '97 um, because it looked like a cool movie on the on the uh, cover. I don't think. Well, yeah. Well, I had no idea what Escape from New York was, and I'm pretty sure our dad didn't because he's not like a film guy. No, he just watches something that looks cool when he sees it. Yeah. So we rented that one, and I remember back then I was like six or seven years old. Sure, I liked it, but then yeah. re- I rewatched it when I was like maybe 23, 25 or something. Um, and it is it is just the worst. <laughs> um, and then you have movies like uh, uh, what's it called not Starman. Oh yeah, Starman. I think it's boring and bad. Um, like like one of one of the few good movies he's made is is, is Memoirs of an Invisible Man, which which was just like a director for hire job that he hated himself hated making that movie. Um, but it's honestly one of his better movies, I think. Um, so yeah, having that in my mind, especially now in the last few years, when I really like come to terms that maybe John Carpenter isn't like a great director. He made a couple of good movies, but that's it. Well, back and rewatching in the, this back in the eighties, they were probably pretty good. Sure, but watching it now. I mean, I, I looked at you know, IMDb, and I had rated it many, many years ago. I rated it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. But I, I would not give this an 8 out of 10 now. It is still, it is still on the whole, pretty good. But there's so, yes. many, so many bad things in it now. And I'm not just talking, like, the special effects or whatever. Because that's of the time and also the fact that this is yeah. a l- very low-budget movie. Low budget. It cost one million dollars back in 1980. It's it's kind of it's funny not what low they call budget for that. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny what they call low budget because one million dollars uh, back in 1980. That's like, I would guess like three million dollars today. Probably. Yeah, that's what we spend on like uh, an average uh, uh, like big budget movie in Sweden yeah. today. Yeah. I, I looked that up. Uh, the the average like Swedish movie costs between like uh, what is it like fifteen and thirty five million crowns. So between one and well, one point five. Yeah, yeah, one point five two million dollars up to maybe five million dollars. That's yeah. like our big like our big movies. That um, are I've, solely produced in Sweden, I suppose. I mean, we yes. do have some productions that are like co-produced with other countries then the the budgets are usually bigger yeah um like specifically yeah, I, I, I talked about this a few years ago uh, when i did a review of a swedish movie called the unthinkable um uh that the the biggest the biggest production in sweden of all time and probably will never uh, it will always be the biggest is uh the arn the first arn movie yeah which was a, it was a, that's, it was an that's international a thing yeah it was yeah it cost 100 million Swedish crowns, which is about... 10 million? 10, 12 million dollars. Something like that? And that was a co-production between five different countries to get yes. that money together. So it's it's kind of funny when he says, this was a really low-budget movie, cost 1 million dollars in 1980. <laughs> anyway, I know it's different from other, from country from country to country what we spend on movies and you know yeah i mean sure hollywood and america the, will always spend more money than any other country basically on movies yeah yeah i mean i mean like a not a seer budget but like a micro budget movie like the evil dead they still spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars in that movie over the, yeah. over the like three years they made it which is like what the 
fuck? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, but it is a very low-budget movie. So I'm, I'm like talking about like some bad special effects. That that's that's not fair. The no. problem is the same problem as it always is with John Carpenter movies, especially when he writes them. They're so slow. Yes. And, very and slow. <laughs> I, know, I know that a lot of people say that, oh, that's building mood. And sure. Sure. The, the, fir- the first scenes, um, a- after the, the fisherman tells the ghost story, and we start to see weird things happening in the town, and you see the, the, the fog coming in over the over the, the sea. Yeah. I think those scenes are really good. Yeah. They're setting the mood. Sure. But... um. After that, after they kill the the people on the seagrass boat, um, that that's like the first thing I think like fifteen twenty minutes of the movie, and those are probably like the best scenes in the movie, because then there is so much other stuff that is just it just wastes your time. Like we see Adrian Barbeau drive up to the lighthouse. She drives yeah. to the lighthouse. Um, she then walks out of her car. Walks up to the gate, walks down the stairs while playing uh, radio promos that we have to listen to. Several promos that are just the same yes. thing over and over again. She walks. She walks into the lighthouse, up the stairs to the actual uh, stu- radio studio. Uh, makes herself a cup of coffee, and wa- looks out a window while we listen to the same radio promo over and over again until she That's says like, like five minutes, a few words, and then puts on music instead. Well, that's when no, that's when the the piece of wood starts burning. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, she um, does something before that, but yeah, yeah, we, we, she does listen to the to the to the Coast Guard uh, channel saying that they found the seagrass. Right, that's the one. That's yeah. the only piece of information we get from that entire scene. Yes. Um, and you can't say that that's setting the mood because it's all shot during the day. Um, it's it's bright and happy and green yeah, hill, green rolling just, hills. Like it's not setting any sort of mood. It's it just, feels like a filler. Yes, it feels definitely Which like a filler. Which it kind of probably is, considering the length of the movie. Because one one hour thirty is That's, like bare minimum for a for a block, yeah, like a proper movie nowadays, yeah. and yeah, even I, back then, yeah. Like yeah. technically, I guess it's forty minutes, but no one makes a movie that's no only forty f- minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, I know the, 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 least... the original length of a feature length is forty-five, but nobody does. Yeah, that. no, everyone makes like at least an hour twenty-five. Yes, and this that's is like the just, minimum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have the DVD in front of me. It's uh, it's an hour and twenty-six minutes. An hour twenty-nine, according to IMDb. So I yeah, know. yeah, but it's probably you know because uh, Blu-rays are slower for some. I don't right. know. When you watch a movie on Blu-ray, it is longer than if you watch it on DVD. I don't know why that is, but it just is. Isn't it the opposite? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, I, 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 I test. I've tested this like a long time ago. I watched The Dark Knight because oh, I yeah. got that on DVD, um, and it was just when we started getting like um, high, high definition TVs and players here in, in our house. Well, where, <laughs> where we lived house. back then, our parents' house, and I got it on DVD. And I was like, oh, thank you, but I. And I was kind of an ungrateful, ungrateful, and I was like, I wanted it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, but I think you bought it like I bought that it myself weekend on or something. Yes, I bought and it myself. We still on had two TVs available, so you set it yes. up so we could. I watch set up just it. to see the difference between a high definition Blu-ray and a standard definition DVD. Yeah, and I noticed that they like went out of sync eventually. And I, yeah, and I, I synced them up again, and then 
eventually, like, the DVD just ran ahead of the Blu-ray. What the fuck? And because that movie is pretty long, it's like two hours and 30 minutes or something. Something, yeah. Um, By the end, there's, like, they they differ, like, there's several minutes difference between the movies. Even though it's the same movie, there's no extra scenes or anything. It's just... Something <laughs> makes it slower, and I, I have never, I've never looked that up because I don't really care. It's just like whatever. But it was, it is fascinating to see it. Yes. Anyway, so maybe, maybe I don't know how you did. You watch this on YouTube? Uh, well, no, because it's technically not on YouTube, but I could rent it through Google Play. Oh, okay. Apparently. And I'm guessing that was a, a 1080p video. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, a high definition video. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I so. I think yeah. I took the high definition one. So I'm, I'm guessing that's why the movie was an hour thirty instead of an hour twenty six. No, but it says an hour twenty nine on IMDb, so Oh yeah, I guess it does. Whatever. Uh, anyway. Um <laughs> I know I know uh, unlike our The Shining dis- discussion, I know there is only one version of the fog. There is yes. no director's cut or anything. So. No, I don't think we've watched different versions. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they're anyway. just counting credits or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yes, so the movie is very slow in certain points. Fair, the entire slow. segment where it's like daylight between the first night and the actual night. Yeah. It feels very like nothing really happens. No, there are little things that happens. We have Tom Atkins and Jamie Lee Curtis find the body. They find the boat and the body. Sure. But there. Are but th- that's a that- very short scene. Yeah, and there's there's the whole scene where they just sit down and talk about Tom Atkins' uh, uh, g- g- ghost story when his his father had found because he was a fisherman as well. His father had found a gold coin that just disappeared. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and then you have Janet Lee and Nancy Loomis just walking around talking about uh, the uh, the, the celebration. Um. And it's not until they get to the church that we actually get some more information. There's a lot of, there's a lot get, of little uh, sh- We get a tiny stuff. bit where she's like, oh, I'm so worried. I didn't sleep anything because my husband yeah. didn't come home. He's, and he's, he's one, one of the, the fishermen. On the, sea, on the seagrass, yeah. Um, so there are little little snippets of, of information, but there's it's just like... It's delivered in, in these long, long takes. Yes. Um, and it's just... It's just boring it's boring sure we get the information but it's it's not fun to watch and no. I, I realized in a movie that's a, an hour 25 an hour 30 when when Adrian Barbeau arrives at the lighthouse half the movie is over yes and we've really only had that opening opening scene with the seagrass that is really like horror you know yeah um and the rest is just Setting the mood, and I, 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 I information. Don't... I suppose it's, it doesn't really set the mood. It just gives us more information about what happened and why this is happening. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and and it's 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 boring. It is kind of slow, to be honest. Because I started watching it last night, but then I got interrupted and paused it, and I and told my boyfriend I've only seen like five minutes or something, so it's fine. I looked it up later. No, I had seen 23 minutes. <laughs> and I thought yeah. it was, had been just five minutes. Yeah, because nothing happens. Yeah, like, even so though li- that so was the beginning happens. of it, where stuff yeah. actually happens, it still feels so slow that I thought I'd only seen five minutes. 
Yeah. Um, and th- that is that is the main problem with John Carpenter when he makes movies. Like, and and he 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 has mentioned in several commentary tracks that he he does this because he has such a low budget. He like fills the time out with mood, quote unquote, which is just you know filming the sets, in yeah, the moody lighting, and you know people Set standing pieces, around, basically. yeah, and it works to some degree. Like like in like in in Halloween it works perfectly. Yeah. That movie that movie I I think that one um it's even a if it's slow at some it, times. It, dra- it drags out before the night when when it's still the daytime when, yeah. when the, all the kids are going to school. Um but it still it still manages to set mood better than this does. This just feels drawn out. Yeah, I think the only scene I actually like being slow in in the fog is when Jamie Lee Curtis is in the. I, I'm guessing they're at like the hospital or something. Yeah, and yeah, when uh, Nick steps out with the doctor, and they start talking about you remember those kids that drowned out of the blah 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 whatever. Yeah, diving they for were the wreck. Which I'm yeah, they were down the... for like three days, and he looks like he's been down for months compared to them. Yeah, but he's only been missing for half a day. That scene, I kind of like being slow because you get like you get some information, you get scary, spooky things happening with the corpse. Yeah, walking the corpse up, comes to life for like a few seconds. Yeah, grabs a, a scalpel of some sort and like comes for <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Y- yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, um, the uh, the coroner, the guy who who uh, who who checks the body. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but that's another that's another actor who has worked with Carpenter before. He is like the one of the main characters in Assault on Precinct Thirteen. A uh, little trivia for you. Little trivia. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I and I I know I know a lot of people when when I when when we when we say that these scenes where nothing happens are boring, Carpenter fans are going to say, "Well, that's the." point of the movie so eh. sure it'll, it'll be interesting to see if we get any comments on this um, <laughs> regarding that well i mean um, to each their own you can, that's, you that's can... the same thing with escape from new york where i can't stand it it's just it's just uh kurt russell walking around uh like a, a, right, a ruined yeah. a ruined new york like so much of that movie is just him walking and they're like oh yeah that's moody because it's it's dim and there's like uh, bums fighting in the background, but like nothing happens. There's literally a scene where he walks into frame from the left, then he walks slowly, slowly. Camera following him. Camera stops in the middle, where he he stops, looks around, looks down the street. There's this long street with with street lights. Um, he picks up a chair, sits down, and goes. <sighs> and the scene okay. ends. And like what? the fuck is the point of that scene? <laughs> oh, there's, there, there, there's not as much in this one, because this movie is shorter than both Halloween and Escape from, from New York. But there yeah. are those scenes as well. Like, everything is so drawn out, and not, not, in, a, not in a good way, because a movie like uh, A Ghost Story, which we talked about uh, uh, on, the, on, on a Patreon episode... Yes. Like there are so many scenes that are just drawn out. Like the scene when they're they're going back to bed after hearing the piano play itself in the in the night. And it's just a shot of them laying down at the bed, like snuggling up to each other, and then basically we watch them sleep for two minutes. 
Yeah, but, it, but that it's scene different. fills a purpose. Yes, and it's different because the mood of the movie is a completely different thing. Sure, the vibes yeah, are that different. Too, that the too, fog is I mean, supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah, a thriller horror. But so it it needs excitement and and things to scare you. Having slow scenes where nothing happens doesn't scare you. It doesn't even set the mood to scare you. Eventually, it just goes. Yeah. Well, okay, this is a lull. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of that. And because you have all the characters are in different places, sometimes they, they cut back and forth um, and it kind of kills the mood. Yeah. Like when the priest is reading um, reading about what happened, when he reads the, the, the journal, Yeah. they cut to, to the seagrass where Tom Atkins and uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis are looking for, well, the crew. Mm. Um, so he reads a little bit and cut to them just looking around. He reads a little bit, cut to them just looking around like, ooh, it's cold in here, and all the gauges are broken. Cut back to him telling us a little more. Like the, That's one of the better scenes, him reading that. That's very... I think that's that's a pretty good mood setter. What, what he reads is pretty horrific. Yeah. And he does a very good job of it. Hal Holbrook is a great actor. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure he won, like, an, not for this, but he's won Oscars, or at least an Oscar. Um, let me double check. Oh, my God, he died this year. Rest in peace. Um, he did? Oh yeah, in January. Yeah. No, he was nominated for an Oscar for uh, Into the Wild. Okay, in two thousand and seven. But and he, either way, um, I think he won an Emmy and a Tony. Oh yeah, he's been nominated and he won won, won a bunch of stuff. Emmys, bunch of primetime Emmys. He's been nominated and won won them. But either way, either way, like he he's probably the best actor in the movie. The priest. Ah, uh, yeah. And he doesn't have much to do, but the scenes he here he is in are are the best ones. And just the fact that he can read, just sit down in a well lit room and read out loud, and that scene is like one of the better scenes because that that, for me at least, that scene worked yeah. to set a creepy tone. To like, be this honest, is a town built on murder. Also, when they're going on the ship and they're looking for the crew and they like discover all the things being weird and like oh my god, it's like this boat has been turned over in water. If you'd seen those scenes separately, if you'd seen the entire scene of them going through the ship and it just becomes weirder and weirder and weirder, then you'd be like, huh, maybe this is a bit creepy. If -hmm. you didn't know that it was the fog that killed them. Yeah, we already know that. That's why I'm saying, like, if if you hadn't seen the the shape of the ghosts, we'd only seen the fog coming on the ship and then all of a sudden they're dead or we just know that something happened and then they find the ship and they're like, oh my god. It's like this boat's been away for months. It's like it's been on the bottom of the sea. And then they find the body with the eyes missing. That would have been creepy. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of funny. That's why I find it very funny that the scenes they went went back and shot because they thought the movie wasn't scary enough are all the scenes of the ghosts killing people. Which you didn't really need. No, it would have been more scary. Yeah. This, the, this ghosts are the scariest when they just stand there and you barely see them in the fog. Yeah, when you don't like, have a physical being to be scared of, you're not, like, you're actually scared because you don't know what to be scared of. Yeah, I would have loved to have more scenes of just ghosts, like, standing around and, like, and see more scenes of, of people in the town, like... Oh, oh! What happened? Oh, the lights went out, and and they they yes. they they like walk from one room to another, and you see the mist slowly coming in under the door, and there's just someone standing. Who? And then the that? light flickers and stuff. Yeah, and you, and they walk towards them, and we don't see anymore. But people yeah. start disappearing in the town. But we don't get that because they they 
didn't have the budget to have a bunch of extras running around and no. filming in a bunch of different um, uh, locations. That's but, why. That's why after the the whole celebration thing, the town is just gone. We don't see the town anymore. We don't no. see any more of the town folk. They're just gone from the movie. They had them for one scene. Do we actually get five killings though? Because we have the three dudes on the ship. Yes, that was. That we was, have the babysitter. That's my next. My next thing. Who's we do, number five? We, do have, we have five kills, and then the sixth one is uh, the priest. Who's the th- number five? The three guys on the ship or the boat. Yeah. The babysitter, Mrs. Whatever. Crow, whatever her name was, I don't remember. Old lady. Um, old lady. The weather guy. Oh, that's right. He gets the, killed too. The, the, the when mist. she screams at him, no, don't no, answer it. No, go no, away. Don't the go fog. into the fog. Yeah. yeah and they, ah, they like strangle him or something. He dies. And then the last one is um, right. the priest. The priest, yeah. They attack Nancy Loomis when they're in the church. That, that's the one they grab through the window, grab her hair. I think it's Nancy Loomis. Maybe it's Janet Lee. No, it's... It's, uh, it's no, the it's, uh, assistant. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. No, it's the assistant. I the... think they switch at some point. Maybe. Because I know that Janet Lee and Nancy Loomis are like trying to hold back the, the big cupboard they put against the, the door or the window. But I, first... I distinctly remember her hair being the yeah, one yeah, yeah, pulled because it's then... very curly. I'm I'm pretty sure later though when the ghosts disappear it's Jamie Lee Curtis being almost dragged through the window. Maybe both of them do. I yeah, don't maybe I don't know. Maybe they switch off. I don't know. Either yeah, way, and I mean they're hunting uh, the uh, the radio lady. Stay whatever. Yeah, the they're was. they're hunting her as well. So who are the six ancestors? We know the priest. Yes, he he's the one. Who, his great grandfather was one who wrote the books. We know that yeah. Father Malone and Father Malone. But we don't get the names of the other conspirators, um, so we don't know. We 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 can. And I mean, guess. they do come knocking at Nick's door. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, maybe he has lived in the town for a long time. But if they attack Jamie Lee Curtis, that doesn't make sense because she literally arrived in town last night. Well, I mean, she's probably just in the way when they're trying to get into the church, so they don't care that maybe. they're packing her yeah, there. Maybe. But, like, but they come for the radio lady and her son, but they kill the old lady instead. They kill, yeah, and and uh, Adrian Barbeau, the, the radio That's, lady, yeah. she is originally from Chicago. She mentions that... Uh, yeah. Like when, when she, when she, uh, when she, the whole long scene when she walks up and down, up and down to get into the lighthouse. Yeah. When she gets up there, she lights a cigarette and says, "Well, it's not much, but at least it ain't Chicago." Right. So she's not from there originally either. And neither is the kid then, obviously. Yeah, yeah obviously, because uh, uh, he, yeah, he was born before they moved there. Yeah. Um. So why are they attacking them? Are they mad that she's informing people that they're attacking? <laughs> or, like, are they listening I, I, to the radio? <laughs> I don't know, but they say they say six must die. That's what it says on the piece of wood. Maybe they don't care what which six. Maybe they just want six people. Six okay. people for the original six. Just, like, any six people who live in this town will do. We don't care if you've lived sure. here forever or just a day. Okay. We need six people. To, I, that's... I'm that's, guessing because that would be the only logical explanation. Yeah, it's a stretch, but okay. <laughs> it's not how usually you would. It's no, not how you would usually, usually write a ghost story. The yeah, you. Yeah, you want the answers. You want that's, blood. Uh, as we talked about in in the last Patreon exclusive episode when we did Dead Silence, 
um, uh, Mary Shaw killed the, uh, the, yes. the, the, the children of the people who killed her. Anyone blood related to them yeah. must die. And, that, and that's, that's usually what it is. That's usually the thing. It's, uh, that's the thing in, uh, in, uh, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. He's killing, killing, uh, killing the, the children of the, the parents who murdered him. Um, that is, even in, in, even in John Carpenter's other movie, Halloween, it's not in the original, but he wrote that into the script because he needed some sort of hook. He wrote it in that Laurie Strode is actually Michael Myers' like y- much younger sister. Right. They had yeah. after he went to, to the insane asylum. Right. So that's why he, that's why he was hunting her because he wants to kill his family, and that's later when, when he's hunting her daughter in the later movies and blah blah. blah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's even the thing in Scream. Sort of, they're all connected to the fact that. Uh, yeah, the original the original murder. Um, yeah. Um, what's her uh, name? Shit. Lee? Sandy? No, 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 not Lee. Either I way. don't remember. Yeah, the main, the main everyone's connected screen. to her somehow. It is connected to her. That's why they're getting killed. Yeah, e- even in the third one, where it's like a stretch. <laughs> yeah, and even it's in the connected. last one, it's the niece yeah, or something it's involved. It's her niece, yeah, that's, 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 that's the murderers. Ooh, well, spoilers. yeah. But see, um, every, every time it's always connected to the, the main person doing... The person who did something bad, yeah. their family are the ones who get to pay. And I mean, if we're going to apply real-life logic to ghosts, I know you can't really do that. Yeah. But if we're going to... Like, hauntings are always a specific place or person. Yes. It's not just... You know, if it's a place, it's random people. But if if a person is connected to that place, they will haunt that person. Or yes. if, like in movies, they will kill people. They kill that person. They might scare other people. But I mean, they won't kill And a place is rarely an entire town. It's like one house or... Yes, even exactly. Like one room sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it is kind of funny though, because there is actually, speaking of a haunted town, um, there is a coastal town in America called Astoria... I know that's a neighborhood in, in New York, but it's I, there is a town somewhere on the West Coast, I think, called Astoria, where the entire town is supposedly haunted. From, yeah, I've heard of that. However, from from different uh, different incidents, so it's not like yeah. one ghost haunting an entire town. It's uh, shit has happened. Yeah, shipwrecks over here, uh, a murder in the church and stuff. But it, the entire town is haunted, supposedly. Yeah, eventually Either. the entire town. Went haunted, and everyone yeah. just left. It's a ghost town now as well. Yeah. Well, if no, I'm... people live there. People okay, live there. Okay, then I'm thinking of another one. There might be There's more, another yes. one where like everyone just moved out because yeah. people just kept dying, getting hurt, <laughs> shit happened. Well, yeah, like, they become no. literal ghost towns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one is like people that still live there. Um, it was on. It was on like a like a four part special on Ghost Adventures a few oh, years ago. Oh, of course. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, my favorite show. <laughs> Um, where they talked about that, but either way, either way, so a town can be haunted, but not sure. in this way. No, and it's... this is obviously they're going for the six conspirators that yes. that killed them and took their money. Otherwise, that point that that information would be so pointless. Why yeah, exactly. put that thing about six specific people? Why not just say the entire town conspired yeah, they, against them? They they hate the town now or whatever. Yeah, no, that's six specific people. Because that happens in in other ghost stories or like horror movies where, oh, the town shunned these people or mm-hmm. kicked them out or murdered them or whatever. So. The entire town needs to pay. Yeah. Um, and then... 
So that that's a, that's a big problem with the movie, and I I honestly think that they they just didn't think about that when they wrote the script. No. They wanted the classic, ooh, six people, six must die, but then oh, they attack more people because otherwise it's not scary. Okay. I mean, they could have just solved that by like having the priest read some names and naming some characters after that, not even telling yeah. us like, oh, but that's my ancestor. No, just mention names and mention their last names like once. Yeah. And you would have, ooh. Yeah. That's now all it's, you need. It, now it's just something they say so they can have that six month die thing. Yeah. But then they don't do anything with it. That could and have also a- added a few minutes to the runtime. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> And then there's another thing, because yes. uh, they say that they they want the money, but they don't want the leper colony. And that's why they're killing them, so they can take the money and build out their settlement into an actual town. Yes, without having without a bunch having of lepers running around. A bunch of sick people. Yeah. However, then the priest just took all the money, melted it down. This was, It's on the later pages, which he reads later in the night. Yeah. He, he took all the money for himself... And melted it down into a big golden cross. But they still managed to build a town. They still managed to build a town, and that's the whole reason why why they're celebrating uh, uh, those who were killed in in the uh, Elizabeth Dane or whatever it's called. Yeah, because that was what started the town. But if he took all the money for himself, how did they build the town? Uh, well, I uh, don't know. That's where, and that's the that's what I hate about John Carpenter as a screenwriter. He has good ideas, uh, like ghost pirates haunting a town. That's awesome. It's an awesome yes, idea. That sounds and that, great. And that's he mentions that in the in the commentary track. Um, him and Deborah Hill, I yeah, think, Deborah Hill, and they were a couple at the time. I think no, he was actually together with Adrienne Barbeau at the time. I oh, think. didn't they meet on the set of this? They were married. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe Either they way. got married. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know he was involved with both Deborah Hill and Adrian Barbo. Um, <laughs> Either way. Either way. Um, he mentions that he was on a trip to England, a vacation or whatever, um, and they went to Stonehenge. Yeah. Um, and he saw the fog rolling in over Stonehenge, and he was like, oh, imagine if there was something in the fog, something scary. That's yeah. The, that's the main idea for them. And that's, oh, yeah, that's super cool. I read I mean, that it was it was that and the British film The Trollenberg Terror from fifty eight. Oh okay. Which also had like monsters hiding in the clouds kind of thing. Oh, cool. Trollenberg Terror, I gotta look that up. Yeah. But um, yeah, then it was the the uh, Stonehenge Hench being covered in fog during yeah. the visit that also and, like inspired it. And that is a great concept. I mean Stephen King stole that concept as well for his short story The Mist. Right. Because it's a, it's a good, like, there. it's this, because mist in general is creepy. You can't oh, yeah. see anything. It sometimes feels like it just comes out of nowhere. And uh, especially, like, if you're driving, it, it's, like, da- dangerous to be in, mm-hmm. in, in mist or fog. Well, yeah, and like you said, you can't see anything, so you can't see if anyone's hiding in yeah. it. Yeah, even, even in, in daylight, it. you can't see anything. No. So the fact that something malevolent or evil might be hiding in the fog, that's even scarier. Yes. And that's why the scenes with the ghosts just standing in the fog, they're the scariest. Yeah. But then, Like, you know, when they're standing in the church... Yeah. All of them and then Blake in the foreground, it's like, ooh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, those, those, those shots are really creepy and really well shot and well made. Yeah. Um... 
but then you know you ca- you have to add a story. You can't just have ghosts standing in the fog. No, obviously you, you have to needs, do something. There needs to be a reason for the ghost being there. <laughs> you need to have characters and all that. And that's when he's like, "Oh, okay. So the the town is cursed because the ghosts want to kill the people who killed them, but they also want the gold that they use to build the town." But uh, the priest took the money and uh, melted it down and made a cross out of it. Because then they can, then they're gonna have the scene where it says, "I am the main conspirator and carrying the golden cross." Yeah, that's how that's he can like cool give it scene. back, I guess. Yeah. Because how would he be able to give it, give back the gold if they had built the city on it with exa- it? Yeah, exactly. But that's why you have the six must die. That the ghosts won't leave until they've killed the six ancestors. <laughs> Uh, to the conspirators because the gold didn't do anything obviously he they still went back and killed the i mean they did disappear for a while but then they killed him anyway yeah so maybe the gold is just like nah there wasn't any gold that's not our gold that's just some random gold well they said that there was payment for them uh, to to let them build the leper colony on yeah uh, that's true. on, on uh, uh, near the town near the settlement it was like forty miles away or something no, it was just I think they said just a mile maybe, uh, that was okay, the thing why they didn't want them mile. there because it's too close um so it was supposed to be payment for that and they wanted the money because they you know a little settlement needs money to build stuff true and to, true, true you know survive but once but they they're dead they don't care about money. Yeah, because what's ghosts gonna do? What are ghosts gonna do with a bunch of gold? Well, it's the, it's the whole thing that it's 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 a principle. It's it's yeah, I it's, guess you you stole it from us. I mean, that's isn't that kind of a thing in uh, uh, in Casper? That that the 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 evil the evil fucking lady who wants to buy the house she becomes a ghost because she just wants that money, even when that's supposedly hidden in the 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 basement or the dungeon or whatever. Oh, I haven't watched yeah. that movie in probably 15 years or I more. I love that so. we've referenced Casper many times now when we're talking about ghost stories. <laughs> we have? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, you have. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you know, ghosts... It's one of the classic ghost stories kind yeah. of basics. Yeah. And they do mention Casper the Friendly Ghost in the commentary track of The Fog, I'm just saying. Oh. Uh, yeah, because uh, he mentioned something like, ghost stories weren't popular back then because people liked friendly ghosts like Casper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Either way, Either way. I, I don't think the ghosts <laughs> want the money so they can spend it. It's just you know, well, no, it's it's prin- a principle. It was yeah. it was theirs. It was stolen from them. That's why. Yes, but it's kind of like also... the curse in Pirates of the Caribbean. If you don't have all the gold, you can't break the curse. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but then they also want to kill the conspirators because it's their fault. They're dead, and and that's fine. But we never know who the conspirators are. Were the fishermen ancestors of the guys who built the town? Probably, because why else was, would they be killed? Yeah, but if if we knew that, if they established that, like, mentioned their names, and maybe we saw a plaque of the original settlers, and like, oh, it's the same name as them. Yeah. The audience could start connecting dots as well, yes. but we never get to do that. That's what you would normally write in, so that the audience does have something to connect the dots with. And that's usually what a ghost story does. Yeah. It is a mystery where we, you, you know, you, you want to find out why the ghost is haunting this place. Yeah. And as the Who final haunt why? happens, you know, we realize, like, oh, that's why so we can release the ghost, or the ghost just kills the main person. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, a ghost that's, story that's, is, re- is usually a mystery as well. That's like every plot of the, the supernatural episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah. They need to figure out why they died, who who killed them, or like 
who is uh, responsible for them being angry when they died and yeah. then find their bodies and you know release their spirits basically and i mean also in like ghost whisper that's also the same plot for every single episode yeah and we we mentioned <laughs> once again last last uh, last patron episode we mentioned uh the woman in black what which is yes. also a very a classic ghost story classic and it's all about slowly connecting the dots to why she's so angry why she's haunting the house why she's killing the children and we realize yes. why and that's why they managed to set her free in the end spoilers she's so angry that she doesn't care though in the end but but you know yeah that's the late. point <laughs> it's to have an extra scare in the end yes um i don't remember that if that's the case in the book though no the book is i, I, I gotta say different uh, the book is different um and uh, I think the movie is better than the fucking book, bro. I don't remember. It was a while ago since I read the book. I might read yeah. it this Christmas, as it is technically a Christmas story. Yes. Um, Funnily well, enough. Yeah, another a Christmas Carol. The ghosts they have a they have a reason for haunting yes. Scrooge. Well, it's yeah. not just oh we're angry we'll we'll haunt you. No, there's a reason no. to it. <laughs> and we slowly find out what lesson. the reason there's, is. Yes. There's always supposed to be a lesson to be learned. That's the classic ghost story. And yes. John Carpenter said when he made The Fog that he wanted to make like a, an homage to classic ghost stories. But he failed. Yes, he failed. Because he missed one of the mo- most crucial parts. <laughs> yes. Have a proper reason that makes sense. And still, this is considered a cult classic. Like a great movie that people well, love. Um, I guess get... people who are less, I was about to say less intelligent, but no. I don't know, <laughs> less nitpicking, I suppose, or something. Maybe. If you just look at it for the scares, I mean, it's not that scary either, measured in today, but you know, back no, in I'm... the 80s, sure, it was probably pretty cool, pretty scary, and if you didn't care about those kind of details, it was probably pretty good. It's kind of funny, though, because it didn't get great reviews. It got some pretty good reviews, but uh, based Back on... Back in the 80s or now? Um, it doesn't say. I know... Uh, I can just see that one one of the reviews was written uh, in February 1980, uh, the Washington Post. They gave them a 4 out of 10 on, on, Meta, oh. on Metascore, Metacritic. Um, oh, and, they have they have old reviews on Metacritic. <laughs> oh yeah, sometimes they add old reviews. Um, cool. But yeah, a lot of these are probably well. Here's another one uh, from March 1980. Gave it five out of ten. Um, let's see, uh, but it doesn't say on the other ones. Um, but let's just so this is what a couple of people said back then at least. Uh, maybe I can read more on the actual because I'm just looking at IMDb right now. Yeah. Um, but I'll, just, I'll just read this one. Uh, Gary Arnold, Washington Post, in 1980, wrote, An acceptable scene-setter, Carpenter, re- Carpenter reveals glaring inadequacies as a storyteller. Yeah, yeah what exactly. Um, and the other one was... Um, Newsweek from 1980 as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. David Anson, The fog needs more suggestive magic to sustain its far-fetched premise. There's no doubt that Carpenter had has talent to spare, but he's misjudged his gift gifts this time the fog ought to come on little cat feet but it's it's tread it's heavy and literal what yeah i think it's too on the nose and yeah uh, the harder it tries the sillier it gets yeah Yeah. 
and that's true. I mean, the ghosts are the scariest when they're just standing there, and then they almost become yes. like zombies towards the end. It's just like okay, whatever. Yeah, you even like when they're fighting on top of the lighthouse, you even get to see one of the faces. Yeah, they're, they're, and it's, it's all a green physical and face with little stop. worms in it. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even if they were re reanimated dead bodies, they would have been underwater for so long that they wouldn't be green with worms in them. They would have been just skeletons. Yeah, with oh, rags pro- possibly hanging from their body still. Here's uh, here's another one from 1980, uh, written by Roger Ebert, fa- famous, fam- one of the most famous reviewers of all time. I gotta say though, uh, the the more I read of his stuff, the m- I, the less I like him as a critic. But I still oh. I still yeah, well we can talk about that another time. <laughs> um, he he's very opinionated when it comes to certain things. I- okay. I'll show you, I'll show you some stuff. We c- we could talk about him. Um, but either way, I still, I still, I still uh, respect him as a critic. And he wrote, he gave it another five out of ten. The fog is encouraging because it contains another demonstration of Carpenter's considerable directing talents. He picked the wrong story, I think, but he directs it with a flourish. This isn't a great movie, but it does show great promise from Carpenter. And yeah, yeah. Like yeah, said, the directing the scenes, isn't bad. It's the story that's kind of bad. The story is bad, and the. The, the filler stuff is bad. Yes, well, that's because it's just filler. That yeah. They serve no purpose. Doesn't mean they're directed poorly. No, exactly. Um, and the best, uh, at least on, 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 on meta, Metacritic, it's an 8 out of 10 from Empire. So I think this might not have been written in the 80s, because I don't think Empire was around in the 80s. Let's see. No, no probably no, not. No, wait. Uh, Isn't Empire from, like, the 90s? Here, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was posted on first uh, of January, twenty fifteen. Oh, even. so of okay. course, then, then of course, at that point, it had become a cult classic. Yes, but he he writes just uh, reading the the short stuff here. Ghoulish, tense, and utterly fantastical. John Carpenter's tale of shipwrecked specters squelching their way through fluorescent fog to wreak vengeance on a seaside town is a classic campfire yarn. <sighs> Well, told by a campfire, sure, because you don't have all the filler stuff. You do perhaps mention more details. Yeah, and and I and I, I, I see what you're getting at there, and th- that's the stuff you, uh, you rem- what you remember are, the the best stuff. You remember yeah. them standing in the fog. You remember the fog, the the glowing fog rolling in. Yes. Um. You you remember the kids on the beach being told the ghost story. Um, you remember the town for some reason coming alive almost, but all that is in the first twenty minutes or yes. twenty five minutes. I, I I don't think anyone like anyone's favorite scene is oh the 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 siege at the church or the candlelight or, you know, procession when they're talking about buying candles for everyone. Yeah. I I I honestly think I'm this is just me. This is me. Just me. <laughs> yes. But I honestly, when people think of this movie, they think of the first twenty minutes, probably. Because that's that's what I remembered. Because when I sat down and watched it, I was, yeah, this is. Oh, I remember. This is why I love this movie. It's really creepy. It's moody. You see the ghost ship go by the seagrass. That's yeah. awesome. And then there's another hour left of just basically boring stuff until the last five minutes when you have a glowing cross, which is kind of cool. And the ghost standing <laughs> in the church, that's cool. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> well, anyway. Anyway. 
I, I, it's I, a bit of a disappointment, but perhaps it is also because we are used to the more modern ways of telling stories and, and adding time I, I, that's not just I can't, fillers. I, I can't... For me, that's not it. Well, for because me, it is, probably. some of my favorite horror movies are even older than this. The Exorcist, yeah. Halloween, another Carpenter movie. The Thing, that's technically newer, but only a couple of years. Yeah. Um... Uh, but for me, it is. Fucking, I have to say, fucking Night of the Living Dead is a better horror movie than this. Uh, that's a great movie. I mean, it, I, so I, I can't say that it's, uh, I'm I'm used to more scarier scares because of modern movies. For me, it's not. Maybe for you. For me, it is probably as we mentioned in the Patreon episode that I'm the movies I remember growing up with, with that are horror are the early two thousands. Yeah, sure. Teen screens almost. Yeah, the like, really bad, only direct to DVD kind of things. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's my kind of horror. That's what I grew up with. That and like Scream. Yeah, yeah. So but for all- me, this is just it looks old. <laughs> yeah, but all all my all my I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking of like my top five is probably all from the seventies and eighties. The didn't? Exorcist seventy two, Alien seventy eight, seventy nine. 78, uh, whatever. Um, um, uh, e- Evil Dead, 1980. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 76? 78? Something like that. And then, uh, fifth one, uh, yeah, uh, The Thing, uh, 82. Yeah. Wait, we did like a, a list, didn't we? Uh, that might differ. I now was just pulling it out of my ass, but. When did we yeah, because no, but um, we tweeted with uh, oh, the, right. the other podcast yeah, that yeah. we mentioned, well, High yeah. on Horror. High on Horror. You Check them out on Spotify. Alien, The Woman in Black, Nosferatu from Twenty Two, Evil yes. Dead, and The Ex- Exorcist. So the yeah, okay. So you have one modern movie there, so to speak. Yeah, I said The Strangers, Scream, all of them, but mainly the first one. Yeah. Uh, Incident in a Ghost Land, The Frighteners, and The Exorcism of Emily Rose. All yeah. of them are from the two thousands, basically. Yeah, mid two thousands or early twenty tens. Except for Scream, that's yeah the nineties, I think. Yes, ninety six, I think. Yeah, late nineties. Yeah. Well, and I guess so you see Ghostland the difference. is 2018, but, but still. Yeah, you see the difference, though. Oh, yeah. My and scary I, movies, my favorite movies are more modern. Definitely. And I mean, I mean, there's only four years difference between us. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's what it... Like, I I watched older movies and you watched newer movies. Yeah. But, but, I mean, but I mean, so then for me, I can't say that, oh, I'm, I'm used to modern scary no. movies. No. The the scariest movies for me are older. I mean, I had fucking Nosferatu on that list. <laughs> yes. Now, that's a scary fucking movie. Um so I I just I I just don't for for me uh, This one doesn't Carp- deserve the cult thing. No. Some of Carpenter's doesn't. movies does obviously. But at, the, but at the same time it does. I mean, or certain parts of it cuz I I don't think this should be forgotten because the good Whoa. stuff is really good. And, that's, and I mean, that's Carpenter is still one of the, the like, earlier big Hollywood dudes who actually made multiple horror films. Yeah, well, he was he never built big, up big Hollywood, but no, no, but like he built up what horror is. He's yeah, he, part he of he the def- beginning of he, modern horror. Yeah, he defined the genre of, yeah. of slashers with Halloween. He created, yes, he created the slasher genre. Some would say. 
Other yeah. would say it's an earlier movie, but whatever. But like he's part of the original. Yes. What makes horror horror? Yeah, when, pe- when people talk about you know horror movies, they say it's Jason Voorhees, it's Freddy Krueger, and it's Michael Myers. Yes, those yeah. are the three main bad guys in horror. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so, uh, so he's not bad. This movie, not- however, is yeah, and there is one of the worst, lesser ones. Yeah, I'd say it's a middling one from him because yeah. there are there is good stuff in it, sure. and I would say there is enough good stuff in it to uh, like warrant a rewatch. Like I'll I'll watch this with a, with some friends, well, yeah, if they, sure. they want to watch it. But just watching it by myself, it's boring. Yeah, and also when you're watching it for the purpose that we watched it, you overanalyze things. Sure. If you watch it just to watch a movie, then maybe you wouldn't care as much. Yeah, I suppose. We're ruining <laughs> movies for ourselves by overanalyzing things. Well, we also discover some <laughs> movies that stand up to analytical scrutiny. True, 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 and true. I, and very I, true. I, I, I think that's more important because, sure, movies can be just like hangout movies. There's yes. a bunch of those. This a is bunch. sure, sure. This is a hangout movie then, but then you know. It's like, oh, it's a great movie if you don't pay attention to it. What? That That's not a good criteria. At least not for me. I know a well, lot of no. people would say it is. Like, oh, you just want to shut your brain off and watch a scary movie. Yeah, but that me, is, that's not a good movie. That's a popcorn movie. Exactly. Exactly. There's a difference. There's a difference. But uh, we, we've yeah. gone on for, for too long. <laughs> um uh, do you have any any closing thoughts on the movie, or have we <laughs> we've pretty much exhausted it? It it made me curious to see the remake. I have to say. Oh yes, because uh, that one I haven't seen. I haven't seen that either because I heard it was terrible, and this was back when I liked the fog. So yeah. Um, and I I I was <clears throat> I was gonna say that before we started uh, recording, but I didn't. I think we should do that for the patron ex- exclusive. Yes, episode. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, so if you want to hear us compare them, <laughs> yeah, see if uh, the modern, modern, the more modern version more modern, is yeah, more to my liking yeah. or not. I suppose more what I like, what I, I'm used to. Like that, that Check could out be Patreon because that 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 one that one is is like uh, 2005, right? Yeah, known as one of the worst like horror remakes ever. So that that'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be interesting. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, and so, if you want to know. Check out the episode. Check out the episode on Patreon every Monday. Uh, exclusive episodes, uh, kind of follow-up is- episodes to these yes. episodes, and of course, also like we said, um, uh, commentary tracks, uh, early access to Madness and the Method. Uh, you get you get exclusive videos, early access to videos, so much stuff for just three bucks a month. There are different tiers, but the three 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 dollar tier is the best one, I would say. <laughs> there are one dollar, ten dollar, and twenty dollar, but go for the three dollar; it's the best one. <laughs> So check out the links. Also, find you can find our socials there. Yeah, Instagram at the the spoilercast, uh, Twitter at the spoilercast. I finally started becoming very active there and talking to other podcasters and stuff. So it's a lo- lot of fun stuff there. Yes, G- gifts, threads, lists, lots of things stuff that will probably inspire episodes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
So check us out there. Um, if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, we're on all the major podcast platforms. So follow us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere. If Leave you're a like to- and follow anywhere. Yeah. And if you're if you're listening to us on any of those platforms, you can watch this podcast and actually see our faces on YouTube. So subscribe and like uh, 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 YouTube.com/slash. Please don't make a scene. Yes. But. That's it for this week or this episode. Um, Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's hosted by Tobias and Rebecca Vedem. Produced by Tobias Vedem. Executive producer is Annika Vedem. Direction and sound editing by Tobias Vedem. A big thank you to all our supporters over on Patreon for keeping this show going. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom and Dad. 